0: A new Apple Store experience
1: yesterday that isn't like something I've ever had before. You're on a roll with Apple Store experiences. You went to that new store what about a month ago? Yeah, oh, yeah. And you got, now you got this this thing. What's what's happening? What's
0: it's happening? a very nice store, very beautiful store, at the New Orleans Apple Store. Uh, I, I, blah. Here's what happened. I placed an order for pickup on an item at six p.m. and I was couple hours away at the time and it's like oh it's still good i have time to make it to the store before they close no problem and um the item was an iphone It was like you know gift gift iphone and um like a- adding a line on my account you know pretty standard stuff and uh when i placed the order it was also one of those things where it was like shipping is january and there's like no inventory at carrier stores or best buy i was so, at
1: 14 pro is like,
0: to, yeah. It's to to have an Apple store with inventory is like, oh wow, this is the exact thing that I was looking for. Cool. Um, and, and you know, so can't 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 order you know for delivery because it would be next year, and and you know, it's like oh, this in stock. Cool. So, um, because I was so far away and I knew I would, I didn't want to like risk getting there and the thing not being there. Um, I, I just did the you know the obvious thing, which is just like place the order online and then go. So that way you just go and pick it up and you don't have to do any of the, the carrier stuff at the store. So um, I did, did that and at 6 p.m. my options for pickup were 8 to eight fifteen, eight fifteen to 8.30. So I chose the, the latter um, just to give myself some extra time. Um, arrived about uh, 7.45, you know, just, just when I got there and just kind of checked in and um, I said, oh, it's not, not quite ready yet, still processing. Okay, no problem. And uh, was look, looking around And there was uh, a a gentleman there who (laughs) was also waiting for a pickup and he'd ordered an Apple watch. And that's all I know about the Apple watch. I don't know if it was a carrier Apple watch or, or, well, I guess when you buy it from the Apple store, it's just an Apple watch. Um, But he had his pickup window for like seven o'clock and it was still processing. And so his question was, when will this be ready? And the answer was from the employee. I don't know. (laughs) We, We don't control the, the step between processing and ready for pickup. Um, and, and so I got to like get all the information through his experience and then I could just accept it. But turns out that it's very possible for an item to be ordered online and, um, with, with, with a, uh, I guess they call them recommend, recommended pickup windows, but, uh, to, to, to have a pickup window, a couple hours later and then to, to go to the store and then for it to n- never actually go from processing to ready for pickup before the store um. closes. So, you know, like for me, they had um 45 minutes, you know, window. so that was tighter, but for the other, other fellow, it was two hours of time when it was, you know, right. And uh, so he, he was actually really upset and I, and I was just like, well, not, nothing that these people can do. <laughs> like if I have a complaint, it will go elsewhere um, to someone higher up. But uh yeah and and the, the the guy was like this is very unlike you you know talking about like to, to the employees i was like you are apple um you know and all they can say is we just don't have any control over it and you know and, and it turns out like the you know the, the, for me my my window came and went and then the store closed and it was still saying you know pick up today <laughs> processing <laughs> um that's pretty bad yes yeah, so and i was wondering like i you know I, i'm i'm on vacation this week i'm I'm, t- I'm like offline this week but i was looking online i was like are they See maybe like a, a server outage or something that's affecting this that you know they don't know about and that they just at least explain to me what's going on and you know i saw that there were like outages this morning and throughout the day but not no idea if that was related um but that was that's was kind of a bummer you know and like for me like uh i was at it i was traveling away from where the store was and so it's like already a drive over there but it was like even more of a drive but it was like i'm doing my my christmas shopping and it's you know here's a chance to actually pick up the thing today and, and get it for christmas so um that was that was a bummer fortunately like for me the silver lining was i was in new orleans at that point and um you know wanted to make use of the the trip and i was already planning on like just kind of going around the french quarter anyway and having a good time
1: and so i did that but uh <laughs> so did, what do you do you have to come back again to pick it up or can you cancel it or?
0: that's that's the solution i canceled it okay, <laughs> like
1: okay. like once
0: 9 p.m came and it was like it, you know they were like obviously closed at that point um i wasn't gonna like take another trip over there just for that like a you know so uh
1: oh well yeah, they need to sort that <laughs> out because that's pretty like if it was just you, you could be like, oh, you know, you got super bad luck or something. But the fact that there was another person there with the exact same issue for yeah. just a different hardware as well. Because even if you just said like, oh, that it was, you know, the 14 Pro and it's obviously the 14 Pro is super supply constrained, yeah. um, you know, in uh, exceptional circumstances. So even though there's no reason why that shouldn't allow them to like fake you a pickup time that doesn't actually correlate to reality. <laughs> if the Apple situation feels even worse because they're, you know, indecently reasonable availability and the fact that you were there at the same time as somebody else who also got screwed by the pickup time thing is actually that's not good that's not good
0: and it had nothing to do with like how busy the store was or anything because it was like no one in there it was a wednesday night middle of the week um and for for me i would have just thought oh it's it's carrier related you know so of course this happened it was literally out of their control um and i totally understand like at a store level you know you're an employee at the store you've got no control over what happens for the web order becoming a ready for pickup order even if the thing is like in the, in their hands, you know, they, can, that, they, yeah. can, they can touch it. Um, and so for the, I think, I think for, for the other fella, he was like, like, so you have the thing here, you know, it's plenty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, what do, I do? Well, you do? You can uh, cancel it and then you'll get a refund uh, after X amount of time. And then you can, you can purchase it again. And then he just laughed. He was like, you know, this is a bad apple experience <laughs> um and for for me like they're, they're actually like, there's money tied up right now where i did the cancellation and then it'll take time to do the refund but um so, so that part of about it kind of stinks you know I, but i just, i actually just didn't know that that was a scenario that you would yeah, i mean i run think it's into. bad
1: full stop like yeah. you can't promise a time on someone and not even be like accurate yeah it's you know okay you know one one in a uh, ten thousand like it's gonna go something's gonna go wrong but yeah the fact there were both two people you and somebody else buying different (laughs) products in the same store at the same time and they both had pickup windows that were just not not kept to is just stupid like they just they just need to add another day onto their system or whatever they need to do and then you know until they can figure out why it's why is it saying you can pick up today if if you can't yeah
0: yeah so i guess i wonder how common that is so um I, 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 one ten years ago, twelve years ago, and I was at an Apple store working. It was like the website and the store were totally separate, and then they had just introduced web orders as a thing you can like pick up from the store, you know. So it, it was this the beginning, and so I, I'm, you know, I, but I have to imagine like if it happened to me and then to that fellow that it's got to happen periodically, uh, you know, just in general. So, um, and then for me, like. Mike my, my the cancellation I, I couldn't have just canceled the thing and then like bought it again right then and there because it did involve the carriers and so it was you know it takes a while to unwind all of that uh, so that that was a bummer um, another thing I purchased a pair of uh, airpods max and silver that were like a really really good price <clears throat> just to have around the house because I love airpods max and uh they were open box from best buy they were on sale and then the open box just made it even even less um expensive and then i had a gift card so it was like i ended up spending like 100 bucks on on a pair of parts of max out of pocket and um this pretty good and I, and before i left best buy this was uh over in Pensacola. so this is like me traveling along the gulf coast to do christmas shopping and maybe personal shopping and um uh, I did. I I did the thing where you know I opened up the box and made sure everything works right, and it did. But um, I I did notice that they were not like unpaired from the person's device that had returned them. Mm. Um, in the in the way that they have Find My enabled, you know, and, and it's it doesn't do activation lock in the way that an iPhone just won't let you get through without the person's uh, password to their Apple ID. But
1: it it does. Which which AirPods Pro second gen do have? I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Yeah, you're the right AirPods like 3 and the AirPods Pro 2nd gen have like proper Find My activation lock. Uh Yeah. which makes Max it s- super
0: makes it super important to unpair before you return, but um in this case it, it just I guess show, you know, on their Find My app, it would show the location of where the AirPods Max are pinging. Um and so, you know, I, I got the alert though. was like these things are tracking you and it also said like the first and last character of the person's Apple ID and um so i i I changed the name of the airpods max when i paired into my phone to the guy's name and then please remove from find my (laughs) (laughs) so like if he sees the thing he'll see the message and that's as much communication as as i can imagine having but there is a method that it, it shows you for how to turn it off and uh like when you're doing the setup process and it says disable item How to disable press and hold the noise control button and the digital crown for 15 seconds that uh i know that can i've I've done that to like reset them when they're frozen or something a long time ago it hasn't happened lately uh it says the led light will flash amber then white uh this will stop sharing the location of these airpods so i haven't i haven't taken that step yet because i kind of just like the idea of the things being named a message to the person uh but I, so do I, they I, do they show in your Find My as well? Is no, just... no. <laughs> I just get every like every periodically when I change locations, I get the message on my phone that like
1: I'm being tracked by being tracked. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah. being tracked with the most um <laughs> conspicuous <laughs> possible tracking device. <laughs> These yeah. incredibly large and heavy headphones. Yeah,
0: and so, so they do I, sound good. So I haven't done that yet, but um, I I got, I, I think that would stop the sharing. But not let me add it to mine, maybe? I'll, it might, I'll, it might. Yeah. You should, I think you should try that. Yeah, there's, there's a little disclosure thing in the bottom. If you feel your safety is at risk due to this item, contact law enforcement. Uh, you may need the serial number for this item. Uh, done. Because so,
1: until they have, like, obviously, the, as we just said, the other AirPods models have an activation look. But yeah. I think with AirPods Max, you can just reset them to factory settings. Presumably, is what holding down those buttons do. And then it would just be like it's brand new pair. So yeah, I feel like it would add to your account without an issue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and when I did the pairing to the, to the phone, it was, you know, it pops up and it says, these are not your AirPods. And then you press the button to, to pair anyway. And um, so <laughs> that's fun. And I, I had heard um on, uh, I listened to a lot of Apple tech podcast and on um the rebound, Lex Friedman had mentioned that he had purchased refurbished AirPods from, from Amazon AirPods Max from Amazon. And it had the same issue. And I don't know what the resolution there was, but like it didn't <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm gonna go back and like find that mention and see if there was a resolution there. I know it was an a, a Apple support, you know, no surprise, couldn't do anything, but <laughs> so um maybe this button combination will work and I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. And then lastly, um on my days off this week, um I've got a few projects that I'm trying to just sort of like like digital life organization and and um take advantage of of the time off. And, uh, a, a big part of that has been taking, uh, you know, you know, my, my, my photos, iCloud library data loss from last year, earlier this year, I've, I've, Oh yeah. I've, I've done like the most I can do of like scraping hard drives with time machine backups and doing data recovery, um, to, to get just like every file that could be recovered, you know, cause like when you delete something, it isn't all the way gone until you write over it or do a triple seven layer deletion. Uh, so i've done like a lot of recovery uh and then I so and then i've it's, it's been on like five hard drives spread across different storage amounts from one to four terabytes uh and I've, I've gone through the process of like okay this is the entire big bucket of data that i've recovered most of which isn't relevant and then get rid of that um and and so i've done that and i've even and it's like this takes a long time to like take um you know, two terabytes from <laughs> one drive and then move it to another drive, you know, with the iMac or the the MacBook Air in between. Like, it's like you, you leave it and forget it and you come back to it later. But um, I've, I've I've almost got everything on a single drive and like narrowed down the big data collection to only, you know, to fit on four terabytes and then, you know, go from there. So, so I feel really good about that. That's been uh, time consuming. And uh, I, I, another project I didn't really have planned for this time is that, uh, just something is borked <laughs> on my uh I guess macOS installation maybe or, or it's 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 the the bigger thing I've noticed is that like we do apple notes shared apple notes for this podcast for our shared notes and last week when we went to record I, I couldn't see the up-to-date notes I could see like partial but not up-to-date and except on my phone it was all there so yeah no big deal um I've and i've seen the same thing like with my own personal notes they're not syncing across back and forth right now it's like two different buckets and um yeah so 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 that's one thing but i also so so, and when i like put something on my desktop and it's like an icloud drive and finder you see the little um like progress bar when you you hover over the indicator there so it'd be like um zero kilobytes of you know, 200 megabytes or something progress. And it just never, 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 never does completes. anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so all of that is like, okay, something, you know, the way I visualize it is like, it's clogging up the iCloud pipeline. Like something is... There's a big
1: pipe and it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've done the like thing where you turn it all off and turn it back on again, you know, which is the solution on Apple's website. But um, the, the thing that I guess is like, I guess it's not super unrelated to iCloud, but it, I guess it's like Apple ID level, but I cannot install apps from in the Mac App Store. They just—I I can purchase, <laughs> uh, but they—they they just stay. They stay in waiting. Um, mm-hmm. if you if you view on like Launchpad, you know the yeah. it'll, it'll show the icon grayed out and then the progress bar with nothing there and it's waiting. And like I've rebooted and this is over a week's lo- a long thing. Um, uh, but I was just like, huh. I'm going to try out, uh, for this thing that I'm writing, like, personally, I'm going to try out a couple of these apps that you do sort of chapters and backlinks and other notes, and am try that out. And uh, I was like, oh, no, I forgot I can't, because I can't get around this problem of not being You're able to deliver the Mac App Store. And I was like, well, no, no worries. I'll just go find this app on the web. And then it's like, go to the website, download from Mac, and it goes to the Mac App Store. So, uh, maybe just, I, I mean, maybe just like a really big sign out and sign back in would would resolve this but um it's that's that's
1: uh that's those are my days off that's pretty <laughs> annoying <Yeah. So> <laughs> i've had that happen occasionally too like a few times over the last couple of years and you're right it's like it's like everything on iCloud is like some synchronous pipeline because everything just gets stuck behind everything else like yeah. the apps don't download the iCloud drive doesn't sync the notes get stuck but i never really found a solution other than just to like wait it out and then in my case it like fixed itself after a couple of days but <laughs> yeah, not you're you're just going like a week, so I don't know. What you, yeah, you know. And, and was, I did like, have that problem with my iCloud Keychain, which is yeah, which was last year where my phone and i some of this is down. I always blame on just like running betas continuously and stuff, um, because mm-hmm. it just messes the thing up. Because I generally run like my phone on a beta and my Mac not on a beta, but something happened last year where my iPhone Keychain would just not sync with the Mac Keychain. It just stopped working even when i got up to you know off beta for those few days between beta releases right so everything was on the same yeah. operating system it was just completely stuck and i never found a solution to that i turned iCloud keychain off i turned it back on again i signed out i signed in <laughs> my only solution was when i got my 14 pro i just set it up as new and signed into that and the keychain was fine and a touch wood it's been fine ever since but the 11 pro that i used to use it the keychain was just completely the icloud keychain was completely screwed so it was very bizarre yeah my, my whole
0: goal with all of this besides just like having an operational system again is that i want to have because of the data loss i've experienced before you know partially my fault partially the system's fault um i want to have like as much local on the computers as i can fit and then physical backups like on external drives here at home and then an off-site solution of some sort and then you know not rely on iCloud at all i like this is where some data is and then i At that point, I I do want to do the advanced data protection thing where you have your key and that's your recovery versus relying on Apple support. Because I I like the idea of that. There's something like comforting and like it's up to me to protect this. (laughs) But I've also got like this is the key. Uh, So and last week I kind of related it to uh, iTunes backups when you could encrypt your your uh, your iPhone backup and with a passcode that you're responsible for. Um, so that's the end goal, but I'm
1: not not quite there yet. <laughs> Happy Hour this week is brought to you by Zocdoc. Before you book somewhere to eat for dinner, sure you pour over lists and lists and reviews to see what's best. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With Zocdoc, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighbourhood. Zocdoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to zocdoc.com/happyhour to get the app and sign up for free. ZocDoc has thousands of providers listed in one application. You can find every type of specialist, whether you're trying to straighten your teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has got you covered. And the app is super simple to use. Search, find, and book doctors in just a few taps. You can instantly read up on doctors in your area and see what real humans had to say about their visit with verified patient reviews. Just go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, and select whether you want to see the doctor in person or via a video session. So now when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Every month, millions of people are using ZocDoc. It's the go-to place whenever you need to find and book a quality doctor. So go to ZocDoc.com slash happy hour and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. Once again, that's ZocDoc.com slash happy hour, spelt Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash happy hour. Thanks to ZocDoc for sponsoring the show
0: ah, this week we have the official release of ios 16.2 and all of the related versions of software updates for products that that go along with this um uh, what what are the big things in ios 16.2? We've, we've yeah, been 16.2 yeah learning... 16.2 has a lot yeah. of
1: stuff in it to be it's pretty, to pretty big fair. yeah so on the ipad side it brings the external display support stage manager but i don't care about that so just that. For M1 <laughs> but, later. i know it's a revolutionary yeah. feature uh, yeah. the, the ability to use a laptop a uh, kind of computer with another screen it's a crazy crazy and thing it, but it yeah. is there now in season two after it was originally delayed for reasons and um, but on the ios 16 general platform side uh in terms of 16.2 advanced data protection as you were mentioning a minute ago is now available uh for us customers so if you want to take on the responsibility of owning your own iCloud keys and mean nobody else will ever be able to help you restore them apart from either the legacy contact you set up or your physical um, key if you forget your password. Uh, You can opt into that. It is off by default. It's only available in the US for now. Apple says it's going to roll out um, worldwide in 2023. Uh, Some people I've seen on Twitter and stuff have done it and had no issues. So it doesn't seem like there's any um, bugs or anything with it. It seems to work pretty well. There are some weird kinks where like, for some reason, some like Apple IDs aren't allowed to turn it on because it says stuff like your device is newly added to this account and you have to wait a bit to add it, which I think is some like security measure in case someone like steals your device and then tries to like vandalize your account by immediately turning it on or something like there's some you know protections in there. But in general, people who can turn it on having a decent experience with it if you do the if you opt for the physical um recovery key option it basically gives you like a 30 digit code that you have to print out and write down and as part of the setup process it will be like it, it will pedantically make you type it in again to make sure that you actually write it down to you know you didn't just skip over it because that is get... ultimately the keys to the kingdom if your data if you forget your password and you don't have this key with you you are going to have to start it from zero because end-to-end encryption means apple cannot decrypt the data yeah so, i'm getting i'm getting mine tattooed you so. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> well i wouldn't necessarily recommend tattooing it because the key <laughs> will obviously like you can if you if you suspect your key is being compromised i.e somebody who you don't want to have it yeah. has got the key you can regenerate a new one yeah get a and, cover you know, up yeah stuff um I'm but i think it. most people if they're going down this process they're going to opt for the recovery contact option which basically entrusts the security of your account in somebody else so they get um they get a a separate encryption key that they keep on their apple id essentially and so when it comes to uh the point that you need them you can ask them to start a restore process they own some of your uh end-to-end encryption key apple owns some they come together in a way that's you know cryptographically secure and it can't be invoked without the other person starting it supposedly and uh, then it comes together and you get back access to your back, back to your account but they're still relying on that person also remembering their password and remembering all their account information and always keeping access to it so in my life i'm not keen to turn this on because and this is an individual decision but for yes. me i prefer uh having the safety that if something really does go wrong or i somehow forget my password for photos and messages and stuff apple support can theoretically help me get it back i know you had a a slightly more problematic path there but for most people (laughs) they can restore it you know if you go down the path you provide them some evidence and stuff and my risk my individual personal risk i feel is very low to you know getting stuff compromised and uh etc so i'm not keen to turn this on and that's and obviously it's not on by default so you have to go and send you turn it on but i think it's a great setting and we just we we spoke about this a bit on last week's show when you know the news was that they were going to do it i think it's a great setting to have it reinforces apple's messaging about you know, what stays on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. That that whole campaign now feels like it's fully rounded out and and actually backed up by the product because before the iCloud backup was the loophole, right? Because iCloud backups weren't end encrypted. So if, um let's just say a government, because it's the easiest option, but obviously there's more nefarious the actors too, government came along, they want to see a context of someone's iCloud account. Well, you've got messages in iCloud turn on, which is, means your messages are encrypted, but the copy of those messages in your iCloud backup weren't. But if you have advanced data protection, now they are and no one will be able to help you. And so this, the, the clock is ticking for uh, governments and nation states to crack down on this because, you know, it's rolling out in the US now and Apple's su- supposedly going to launch it everywhere next year. But it only takes a law to be passed to say this isn't allowed in China or this isn't allowed in the United States or this isn't allowed in the United Kingdom. And there's already stuff in the offing for like, you know, banning went to an encryption because the governments are, are worried that they will lose access to being able to... do investigations for the police and stuff so i think it's i i I prefer apple's approach uh, that they've adopted now which is we're gonna make this feature make it available and you the the governments of the world are gonna force us not to offer it because then at least apple's coming from the the position of strength and not the governments are but if if the government passes a rule that says oh this feature isn't allowed in this country in this country apple will just be forced to turn it off right so just be be prepared for that to happen I'm waiting for it for for to happen in some country around the world. I suspect China will be one of those countries, but so far that that hasn't happened. But it hasn't actually launched in China yet. So well, it's launched in the US as a as a trial run. It's oh, it's not um, enabled by default. Apple has said over time they might consider making it enabled by default, uh, but for now you have to go in and opt in. Uh, but I'm very happy that they've they've pushed ahead with this policy and it's there if people want it. Yeah, I think Liz Trust vowed to to outlaw this. <laughs> well at least she's not in power anymore so. <laughs> the uh, the sentiment of yeah. the uk government is definitely uh anti and anti, anti, anti-end encryption in many ways so. yeah also, and, and, and like seen... if you take the sambadino case of that was um what 2016 and like you know the fbi and the us were like suing apple to uh try and give access to the to the data and stuff and one of the release valves there was access to the iCloud backup but you can imagine if that terrorist had end-to-end encrypted the backup, Apple would have been had even less data to turn over to them. So, cases like that are going to happen. It's just a time, you know, we're just waiting for it to happen. But mm-hmm. it will take a few months or, or years really for that to play out fully. But Apple's based, in 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 rolling out this feature, Apple's taking on the responsibility for a million court cases. <laughs> you know, like they they've made court cases for themselves that they have to fight. Oh, yeah, they have a fresh new top attorney, so
0: that's true. <laughs> They're ready. <laughs> uh apple music sing is available in ios
1: yeah. 16.2 for everyone uh and on apple tv and stuff because obviously we tried it last <laughs> week on, on one of the apple tvs yeah 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 so we tried it last week on or oh, at least i tried it on my phone uh on the beta but now i update my apple tv as well because tv 16.2 is also out and you get a really nice experience on there as well you can use the volume buttons on the remote to change the volume of the vocals if you hover over the vocal oh, yeah. control so if it feels really nicely integrated you get the pretty animations But yeah, you're right. It's limited to the third gen Apple TV only. Presumably, Apple hasn't actually given a reason for this. I think maybe they might be um, refraining from giving technical reasons of features after the massive blowback they got from trying to explain away stage manager Uh, limitations to M1 that they had to walk way back. Uh, But I'm pretty sure there's some like neural engine connection here or something around that. And they can't be, they either. Don't have the resources to invent an alternative for older devices. They just can't be bothered to do it, or they don't think it can be done. Uh, I will say on the third-gen Apple TV, when you change the volume of the vocals, you turn it on and off. There is a bit of a loading state, so it's clearly doing something in that time. It's not it's not instantaneous, so there's some computation going on. Uh, but if you have compatible devices, uh, it works great. Of course, it's not available on the Mac because Mac music is basically a thin wrapper around iTunes, and obviously this has been implemented on iOS and iOS adjacent platforms like TVs, but Maybe it'll arrive on the Mac eventually. I think it would be great if they could unify the Mac Apple Music experience to just run, like, Catalyst or something to get every iOS feature in sync. Yeah. But as it stands today, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've had some experience with this, too, trying it out. And it's because, you know, it's, it seems just clear now that it's certainly not based entirely on, or if at all, on individual stems for each track and because it's not perfect like you'll you'll turn you'll you'll limit the vocals on some songs um as far as far low as it will go and you'll still hear like a faint you, you know you'll hear the, the voice still
1: yeah um, and it works better
0: on some songs than others sure right yeah uh yeah and and uh but it's kind of a cool i mean even doing that is kind of a cool effect um i think the apple tv like w- once that box is in more places like i i don't have that box um but that 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 would be a fun like party thing you know like f- together with friends or together with family and just throw that on the t v and 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 have fun with it for a, a little bit uh um on the on the phone side it's, i mean the phone's more personal, so uh, I don't know if i would, how to go there, but I believe um, I, you
1: can air even if you haven't got the brand new apple t v you can airplay to the t v and it will play the vocal version of the track from your phone, so that is an option do you do you screen mirroring and maybe you get. The, i don't know i don't know if there's landscape yeah i don't support know if you showed the lyrics or not, actually. i don't think
0: there's landscape support for the music app so you, don't <laughs> you can fill your screen with with lyrics but uh anyway yeah it's, it's a cool thing and um uh, i mean i think maybe like my interest is more in just like having control over the the song and like being able to listen to it in different ways like control like you know it, it's is not anywhere close to being able to control um you know equalization or even like different levels of audio and panning um per track but it is neat just kind of as an experimental tool to play around with um narrowing down, like lowering the vocals or bringing them all the way down as much as it will go uh i think the opposite of this too like an uh, apple music acapella would be cool if it was just the vocals <laughs> cuz i don't know if you ever heard songs that you enjoy is just the vocals but it's it can be neat i like music and so i like to play around with stuff like this so that's what I've got. for. Yeah, it's cool VC. it's a cool feature, yeah. Yeah. Uh Air, AirDrop is uh is now uh now it sucks for everyone, I yeah.
1: just, just China. Uh it sucks for <laughs> everyone it. is the pun because obviously the everyone option is being neutered. Yes. Uh, yeah, capital E but, on that. Yeah, cuz uh before you could leave it on AirDrop everyone and anyone could AirDrop you anytime. Now for everybody including China, but also every other country in the world, uh it's now airdrop for 10 minutes. So you turn on airdrop for 10 minutes, you can airdrop with everyone for 10 minutes, then it reverts back to contacts only. I, I don't really understand why they shot themselves in the foot by doing this in China exclusively in one OS version, just to roll it out globally in the second OS version. They could have just done it together and not had so much criticism that they were just doing this for China's, um, the, you know, to satisfy and, and pacify the Chinese government. Uh, so that's one weird part to this rollout. And secondly, I feel like... It should have an option that is still airdrop for everyone. Maybe airdrop for everyone for ten minutes should be the new default. But I I don't have the spam. I've never experienced the spam problem that people have, where you know if you leave it on everyone, you get spam from random people. Uh, and it's more, and I find the contacts only thing to be slightly inconvenient because sometimes it doesn't work how you expect it to because it seems to very precisely match to like your exact phone number being in the other person's contacts. So quite often you have to go to the everyone even if they are in your contacts, it doesn't show up right uh so i like having on airdrop for everyone but now i can't at all and there's no option even if you dig into settings to turn it back to to unre- unconstrained airdrop so it's kind of annoying that now mm-hmm. it's 10 minutes for everybody
0: yep uh my mo I, I, i've been thinking about this and my most uh common airdrop activity is airdropping things to myself back and forth and so that's unaffected by by any any setting but um yeah i mean just on the design of how it works how it's worked for so long and then now it changes to this is and, and then knowing the reasoning behind what prompted this change um don't don't love that at all and so (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird one don't love
1: it hopefully there's, and there's some... no like countdown or anything when you put it on everyone for 10 minutes so no. you don't actually know when it's reverting back like you just got to be in sync with the other person you know and you've got out because yeah. when they rolled it out first in china and then coming to everywhere like next year they originally promised i was like oh they're just doing the bedroom they need to satisfy the chinese authorities yeah and then they'll work on a new ui that f- when they out for everybody it'll have a nice experience for everyone and you know multiple options or a countdown timer or something but nope Even if you look in the control center, you know, you can go in like the preview platter before you actually go fully into the setting. It still just says airdrop, everyone. It's only when you fully press into it that it actually says the 10 minutes limitations. It's just, and you don't get like an alert when it, like it doesn't like pop up a little banner at the top of the screen when it reverts back to contacts only or anything. So it just feels incomplete and rushed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you uh, played with
1: Freeform? Very briefly? briefly. Yeah, yeah, I've done it a bit, and I was doing it um, this morning actually, while I was prepping for the show because I just wanted to, they've they've made some promises about making it like more real time in general in terms of like iCloud notes and Freeform is also based yeah. off the infrastructure and yeah, it's it sank between my devices um, pretty well and pretty instantaneously. I'm sure yours is currently uh, hampered by the fact that your Mac's just in that <laughs> stuck state like we spoke about uh, in the first topic of the show, but uh, it does seem like performance and syncing is very good i don't have much of a use for freeform though i don't think like that's okay I, i'm not sure what i want to do with it if you see what i mean like i don't i i like typing so i just yeah. do when i need to do notes stuff i just do bullet points in notes i i don't have a much of a need for doing like a mind mapping drawing out kind of thing and because i don't have an ipad i can't do like apple pencil handwriting uh but all the functionality um is there on the mac version too so if you want to do it you can do it it's just i personally have never really i've never had any interest in those kind of apps that obviously freeform competes against it's not a, you know it's not a completely novel concept there's okay. there's loads of them on the app store if you want them but here's his apple's uh, offering to the to the to the fray
0: yeah i mean when this was announced at wwdc for ipad os 16 it was part of the ipad presentation and then they say also coming to the mac and the iphone um, and it's in all of those places now and and you know obviously the ipad is the the big tool for this you know and the in the, the the iphone support is more for reference and editing on the go the i the, the mac version is similar <laughs> like it's kind of, it's kind of wild to think but i mean the the mac version you can do a lot of things you can do sticky notes which is like the the dashboard widgets but back again um you can and you can do shapes and lines and things like that um add text, add photos or web links, videos um, with things like continuity camera. You can sketch something on your iPhone or iPad and then have it insert on the Mac version. Um, maybe because that's like just where you're working is the Mac and, and then your iPad or iPhone will be the input. But there's no ability to just drag your cursor around and sketch on the Mac version of this, which... It's a weird omission to me because I think like, you know, if going to a tool and then picking out like the circle you want, it's kind of strange when in preview, the, the Mac app preview, you can do any kind of annotation you want. Like And there's tools in preview to make it autocorrect to like be very perfectly, like if it's a circle and you draw a circle, it can make it a perfect circle. Um, or you can have it just be the way that you did it. So I think that's that's a little weird to me is that on the preview app for Mac, you can do annotation. And you know, with with your cursor, and but on the on the freeform you can't. Although it's there for touch screens. yeah. So I mean, it, it's I'm
1: pretty sure it's there on
0: the iPhone, like it's a touch. Screen. Yeah, it's so, there on the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what they're looking at is just touch screen versus non touch, instead of, I mean, it's a it's a weird one for me. Um. So so that unlike you, I don't really have a reason for this, but there there was a to, to use it i think it's a, it's it's I, I like seeing apple do new apps especially when they they actually like maintain them and they're and this is a pre-installed app not like an app store app like clips for example so this is
1: you you'd think it would get updates regularly with system updates each year so and they, they'd, they'd probably get the same update cadence as iWork because it feels like it comes from the iWork like code base yeah yeah and, and yeah. iWork gets updates you know for major updates about four times a year i'd say four or five times a year so Mm -hmm. i think it will carry on being supported yep and your canvases they're
0: called boards you you can have um you can have shared boards or you can have individual boards. you can favorite them you can put them in folders and things so um,
1: and it's collaborative obviously you can have multiple people on the same board and Mm -hmm.
0: etc yeah which seems to be pretty easy to do just in the share sheet and then you've got you know you invite people to it so that's pretty cool um it's just that aspect of of not being (laughs) it's it's more limited on the mac than anywhere else and uh it's kind of kind of like the itunes thing again with or, or apple music on the mac basically is itunes and so you don't get the the newest features there but uh i, I guess there's on, on the mac though it's more philosophical of touch versus not touching but even though um like like you know i <laughs> the first the first the first fun thing i ever done on a computer was was ms paint <laughs> you <know? laughs> so you can have fun with it you know it can be useful with a cursor um and it reminded me of a of a story I. I hadn't mentioned the show, but a few weeks ago um, me and and the two kids were uh, at a car wash waiting for the car to be finished being detailed. And they were um, doing their homework and uh, Rory's five. He's in kindergarten. Emily's nine. She's in third grade. And uh, he likes to participate in her homework, you know, which was uh, some of the math stuff. And so, to do that he opened notes on his ipad and would draw out the numbers and like line up the you know the math problem and everything and like and so did emily like they were both doing this on their on their ipads and i was just like that's pretty cool but they kept you know scrolling down to add more space to it mm-hmm. and i realized like you know <laughs> hey like, i you know I'm, I'm sure it's common but i had just never seen my kids do that where they open up notes and use that as sketch and then as like writing paper basically uh and you could use any number of third-party apps just just to do this before freeform but um you know notes is like it's uh up and down you can go infinitely up and down but you just have to keep adding to it and then you can add a little bit more to the bottom like how much fits on the screen um with freeform i think maybe maybe there's a limit but (laughs) i'm at negative i'm at 10 percent view maybe if i added something i could i could uh make it larger but um yeah,
1: if you it, 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 in the default canvas size, if you like add an object to the far left, it makes the canvas bigger. So there may be like a limit at some point, but it's, yeah. it's bigger than when you just zoom out from a blank canvas, if you see what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. but uh, it occurred to me then, though, this is before Freeform was out, that Freeform as a built-in app on their iPads would be just a way better tool for that because they could just like write out their math problem and then pan any direction and add to it and zoom in and out and you know be in whatever section that they're in so um i'm gonna have to introduce freeform to them because and it's also one of those like just like proud parent things where you're like i didn't teach them to do that <laughs> they're, <laughs> using, they're using the tools for more than roblox that's awesome
1: so, well, let's put it this way it's not very often that apple introduces a whole new app so yeah, this is yeah. quite significant just on that alone how do you think what do you think about the icon M mm, uh, not not loving it it's okay
0: they should on the, on the map you know it's the same everywhere it's the, the squircle with a circle inside orange circle a, a, a rounded uh square that's blue and then a squiggle and line background White, yeah why, i don't love white backgrounds at all but uh they shouldn't have the squiggle line on the mac because you can't you can't, you, you can't <laughs> produce that <laughs> I mean you could you could open up um another app and like draw out something and then bring it into freeform that's totally possible but um yeah, not, not in free form in 1.0 at least. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and some
1: other 16-weekly little things. The home architecture is now available. Once you update updated with devices, you can upgrade your home in HomeKit. I'd say experiences are very mixed based on early responses on people updating and it being fine, people updating and noticing no difference, people updating and it being actively worse than what they had before with accessories being non-responsive or not connecting. Uh, in my experience um it's been i'd say i'm more in the middle category of not really noticing anything when i did upgrade my cameras turned off for some reason so i turned them back on but then they were fine uh, i did have a temperature sensor that is currently refusing to connect but the temperature sensor is like seven years old so i don't know if it's the temperature sensor or not but it was working before i upgraded uh, but now that doesn't connect and it's it seems to be that um most of the people with problems are using bluetooth based home kit accessories and that temperature sensor it's the first generation eve room so it was just bluetooth only like they have a new one now which is like thread or whatever but the the one that i had is bluetooth only and i think the new architecture centers the home kit like system more on the home hubs and for whatever reason the home hubs are struggling to connect to the bluetooth accessories uh all the wi-fi accessories i've got i've, I've had no issues with personally there's been some scattered reports about like if you share with more than one person that it can bug out and doesn't work and you might have to like rename your home and name it back and it fixes it again but i'd say i'd say experience varies very much on the individual for me i'd say it's much of a, a nothing burger like not much better but also not worse
0: yeah this is one of those uh feature updates where it's so vague anyway yeah. Yep. There's there's not like any metrics promised of this is what you'll experience. It's just this is the new home architecture. Now you can upgrade, which sounds like a benefit. Um, your, your home <laughs> is snappier. Yeah. And I I did this change uh, during the beta process because I I don't have a major HomeKit configuration, and so it was like nothing to lose. Um, but it, I I would totally be frustrated if I had a bigger HomeKit set up and then this change. It, I mean, it sounds like if you're concerned, maybe just like wait and see, yeah, you know, over the span of a few months, versus like going for it and expecting you know anything to change for the better, and then maybe things get worse in the initial run.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep tabs on it, but yeah, so far not a, a resounding success, but not an outright failure either. Yeah, and um, other stuff in sixteen point two uh the weather news article stuff that you reported on we spoke about that's actually live now at least in the US so they the release notes 16.2 say so relevant news articles will appear in the weather app uh, for about the current weather and um, the the TV app finally the live activity support for the sports games you know so you can get on your lock screen in dynamic island that's finally available in 16.2 like it was in 16.0 then it got pulled out then it was in 6.1 and it pulled out now it's finally live in 16.2 for everybody and if you remember, probably about a fortnight ago, in one of the late betas of 16.2, I was commenting how now that they've they've done an optimization for the media controls in the Dynamic Island, so you can, on an iPhone 14 Pro, so the smaller one, not the Max, you can still see three icons on the right-hand side ear of the, not notch, but, you know, the ear of the phone at the top right. Um, that's been reverted. So in the release candidate, now you only see uh, the Wi-Fi and the battery the weird um, cellular signal bars disappear if, if you've got now playing active in the downtown. it was so much better in the previous beta where you could see all three things continuously while playing music but now that has been removed that was, so that was sad
0: yeah. yeah uh for the weather thing we had tornadoes uh along the gulf coast yesterday and there's no news on the in the weather app for me It's so uh well yeah. then you guys <laughs> yeah uh the live activities <laughs> thing this that the sports in the tv app is the most live activities thing i've done um and i've i've played around with like other apps that support live activities and that's how i've discovered them which is you know that's a perfectly fine way of of discovering a, um you know a way to use a new feature but i i especially prefer when it's apps that i already use that add the thing that i'm looking for um so uh, uber and uber eats have rolled it out maybe only in india for now as they're testing it um haven't seen any other live activity and then
1: for for apple's apps there's no live activity to put apart from the tv app right and Mm -hmm. and tv app is for sports what do you do you know
0: what's all supported there like
1: it it varies by region okay but it's like (laughs) nfl nba premier league
0: yeah i've had it's,
1: the, it's, there's some weird like rights things where like yeah not all the football games are available as a live activity in the uk but they are in the us it's it's confusing and obviously all the all the uh baseball and the um mls soccer will be included as well when that launches on the service but it includes not just apple's sporting streaming it's, it's right. like the other sports streaming too yeah.
0: yeah i i think i used baseball first maybe but i've mostly used nba just to, to i mean partially default games that i can't watch but also to, to to experience the feature um but then i was i think i was trying to do it for an nfl game and it just didn't work or like i couldn't prompt it to come up so <laughs> hit or miss
1: for now happy hour this week is also brought to you by tailscale typically setting up a vpn is time consuming and requires a lot of it support to configure and manage but it doesn't have to be that way That's where TailScale comes in. Get 12 months of TailScale Personal Pro for free with code 9to5Mac. Just get a TailScale account for free, install and authenticate TailScale on at least two devices and connect them to create a TailNet. And that's it. TailScale runs anywhere, letting you create a secure mesh network, enabling you to easily manage access to private resources and give teams or individuals secure access to those resources without exposing them to the entire internet. Connections between devices on your TailScale network are automatically authenticated and encrypted. And developers can use tailscale ssh to initiate connections between devices without having to worry about carefully managing rotating or revoking ssh private keys i've been looking into how to get my synology nas accessible from anywhere on the web without exposing a load of ports my router which can be insecure and that's just one of the things that you can achieve with a tailscale network they have a pre-made package for synology so setup is super simple so that's tailscale the simple vpn service go to tailscale.com to find out more and use code 9to5Mac for 12 months free of the personal pro plan. Thanks to Tailscale for sponsoring the show. Uh,
0: next topic, uh, I want to ask you a question. What? what you, what's the best Apple product of 2022 for you, Mayo?
1: Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know we may be, we'll maybe we be doing a year review episode so maybe I'll have a better answer yeah you can articulate why it's the iPhone 14 Pro yeah <laughs>
0: for me I, I did a a post on on the great uh, website Macedon a few days ago and uh, it was as previously discussed I'd ordered the original HomePods and my my post was basically like this is the best product from Apple in 2022 uh, <laughs> buying refurbished HomePods and uh you know i knew they were good i had the single unit at my mom's house that i see every now and then and uh i ordered a stereo pair i mentioned the show i ordered three because of the there's one i was getting from facebook marketplace at first and then i found the ebay ones that were way better and um i ended up telling the fellow i was gonna buy them from marketplace like sorry i uh, changed my mind and he, he was upset it was rude <laughs> so it was like you wasted my time um but anyway, I posted a photo whenever I had like the, the two on my desk and it's like, this is exciting. Um, but then I set them up and I'm using the two, the two big pods and a stereo pair, uh, in my bedroom cause it's like where my computer is and where I'm at a lot of times. And, uh, and then in the living room where I've got the, the bigger TV, I've got a soundbar, Dolby Atmos and things like that. So, um, so that's, that's kind of the calculation for me, but, uh, man, they're good. Like just simple things, uh, like like obviously for television especially if there's music in the show like soundtrack to it it's really impressive um but also i mean and obviously for music and you know loud for like podcasts and audiobooks etc but the the thing that kind of like caught me off guard was i used the homepod mini stereo pair um for like ambient sounds like ocean ocean sounds thunderstorm sounds for sleep, and. uh and so I was used to that as like a thing I do every single night, you know, basically. And, uh, was totally fine. Like, these are the home pod minis. You can do it. Your voice is really cool. But with the big home pods, I guess I'd gone like maybe a, a year, few years without doing this with those. And I had just totally forgotten just how good, even the basic things like, um, you know, the way ocean sounds sound on the big home pod compared to the mini, it's just not even the same, um, not to mention uh, you know things like being able to to whisper to Siri on the home pod from anywhere, and the big ones just have like they're just much more performant in terms of like
1: microphone input and. It's almost you. to a fault sometimes. To be fair, sure, sure. I can be upstairs and I'm trying to talk to Siri on my phone, and it, yeah. the pod downstairs responds. It's like, "Yeah, I know your microphones are that good, but <laughs> I don't want to talk to you right this second Yeah. So, I mean, my
0: assessment is that if, like 250 or less is a pretty good market price. And then what did they launch at 350? and They went down 300. 350. Yeah. Yeah. The eBay seller I use, um, I'll, I'll I'll give a I'll give a link in the show notes, but um they they only had white which is what I wanted anyway, but, um, they, they give you a year warranty. I don't know how, I don't want to have to use that, but they give you, um, like, like written out a year warranty and they're a a big reseller, uh, on on eBay and they even include the little, um, circle paperwork that you get in the box. That's like your product information. So it it seems pretty, pretty legit. Now I would never want to have to replace these, you know? And and so I, I do get scared when things happen, like, just just during setup uh i think they were both uh not up to date on software and so that whole first setup process of like oh you got to update first and then that's when people experience issues so many so much of the time is like the update and then they never come back to life so that was very scary anytime that you have to see that update screen it's like is this going to be the time is this going to be it which is like the big flaw of like apple not selling this thing on their own and having improvements for it and um you know having this whole other secondhand market to satisfy you know what whatever need there is for these things or whatever desires for these things so uh but i mean that's it i i I really love the big home pod uh i'm so glad i bought them like
1: it's it's uh (laughs) i mean it's hard to name an apple product from 2018 that still is good And it's a product that they don't even care about because they stopped selling it.
0: (laughs) And when I was in the Apple store last night, they've got the whole display of the HomePod minis and like a cute arrangement. And then they're playing, they were playing music from it. And it's just like, huh, it is a big Apple store, but it's like, that's just, that's not the right product for this room,
1: you know? So... Yeah, like I, I, there's nothing wrong with the HomePod Mini idea, but it doesn't replace the need well, the, for the bigger HomePod. The HomePod like,
0: Mini was so needed because you know if you're if you're using HomePods for um, multi-room audio and um, you know like your primary way of controlling home kit, smart home accessories, then having a big HomePod and I, of course I read about this before, but having a big HomePod in a living room environment or in like in my case the the main you know where I'm, where I'm working from in the bedroom um, is is good, but you don't want to have to put the time 350 um 350 dollars to 700 dollars for a stereo pair in each room like especially you know maybe the kitchen is your main place but if your main place isn't the kitchen then maybe you want to put a sm- the, the cheaper smaller one there um or you want to have just like voice input in the kids room and they don't necessarily like, use it as much and they certainly don't care about the audio quality as much or, you know so on by many so necessary it's just <laughs> they they weren't supposed
1: to replace the HomePod, with the HomePod Mini. You know? <laughs> there was it's the Minis in the name; it's the yeah, qualifier it's... of the main product, not it, the actual product. It's been so long now, but like it's
0: it, it's hard to recall back to when there was overlap between both the things existing at once. <laughs> you know,
1: because I mean, there was even a um like a report that you know Amazon Echo, the Echo divisions, losing loads of money because Am- people like the customers aren't using or engaging with the amazon devices as much as amazon predict they would be and they're basically just being used to like set timers and play music um which is 100 true with the home pod as well but the difference is the home pods are so good at playing the music part like they're okay at setting timers and doing other stuff but on the music side of life whether it's podcasts or actual you know, apple music or acting as a home theater um set up for a tv connected with via the apple tv like the sound is so good. And yes, you can get dedicated separate speakers that do sound better. But they, A, they're easily in the same price bracket. And they'd be bigger, they'll have wires, they won't integrate with all the amp devices as well. They won't have an integrated um, voice assistant. Like the HomePods, I wish they were cheaper when they were around because then they might have survived without having to be discontinued. Um, but if they, and we keep hearing these stories about them bringing them back at some point, which would be great. And as long as they can bring them back with a slightly lower price point, like you say, two fifty is much more manageable as an idea. Um, and presuming the sound quality, like they don't even have to make the sound quality better. Like the sound quality could be identical to what they shipped in twenty eighteen, and it's still a very compelling product. They just need to bring the price down a bit and maybe give them a faster chip, like to, like an S five chip to match the HomePod Mini. And, yeah, use and the, the thread radio it. stuff. And because it's, it's A eight, right? I, yeah, it's A eight in that HomePod, in the in the OG HomePods, um, and it would be nice if they would put a single port maybe on the very bottom that you could use for diagnostics and restoring if they did run into trouble with the software because one of the nice things about the HomePod Mini is because it's a USB-C cable, right, that it charges with, but you can plug that USB-C cable into the Mac and you can restore the HomePod Mini to factory settings using, well, I wasn't going to say iTunes, but you know, like the iTunes experience in Finder, it literally shows up like an iPhone would in Finder. And so you can reset the HomePod Mini to factory settings at home. So if something, if if you do install new software and it balks it, you can reset it and 99 times at 100, you can just carry on from there. It's perfectly fine. The big home pods, if they have any problem with the software update experience whatsoever, you're screwed. You can't do anything. They're not user accessible. There's no port. There's nothing you can do apart from send it back to Apple and then get a repair. And the repairs cost hundreds of dollars. So it's ridiculous. And they don't really want to help you with repairs because the product's not on sale anymore. Um, So if they could like maybe just shove a port on the bottom i know people in the world want just like basic bluetooth integration so you could just bluetooth to it if you have like an android phone or something yeah do do that if you really want to but i don't think you have to do that the homepods minis don't support that for instance um the big thing is price point because the apple tv plus two homepod setup is really good but it's also very expensive and if they can bring that price down it becomes very much more compelling and you can imagine they go even further right because at the moment the homepod theater experience is limited to just those two um single speakers you've got one on the left one on the right but it's not too much to imagine that maybe they could like let you add home pod minis in the back so you could have like a 5.1 simulated experience where you have the two big home pods at the front and then at the very back of the room you could put two HomePod minis and synchronize those to get like surround sound properly or maybe they could sell like a separate little base thing because that's one of the things you really miss when you're using home pod minis not big home pods is the base is just nowhere near for sure. the home pods do a good job of base but you could still you could always do a more base when you're doing home theater so if they could sell like a wireless base or wireless subwoofer thing you know closer to what a sonos experience could provide or if they just want to sell the home pod as it is just make it cheaper i'd be very happy with that like i mine i've my two home pods that i have they're both black i've had them since i got the first one when the home pod first came out in february 2018 i got the second one when they added stereo pairing and airplay 2 support which i think was in may 2018 those are the two home pods i still use to this day i've been very very lucky in that neither of them have had long-term issues they still work i've i've taken them from house to house they've gone through they started on i think ios 12 now it's ios 16 like very few problems They've, they they do you know there's a bit of lag in, in times to respond sometimes siri is siri and you know if you go outside of the weather timer music domain it becomes just like using siri on the iphone a bit of a you know bit of a dice roll uh but otherwise i'm really really happy and they can always make stuff like the apple tv integration better because that's how i have mine at the moment i have them both stereo paired to the with the apple tv for home theater but um like this, we spoke about this in a recent show, like the Siri diverges. So if you ask the Siri on the connected HomePod to do something, it doesn't necessarily match what Siri on the Apple TV can do if you ask via the remote and vice versa. Um, some stuff does work. Like if you ask uh, the HomePod series to turn off the TV, it can do that and turn it back on again or play something. But if you ask for like the weather, it won't be able to help you, which is kind of stupid uh, when you could ask Siri on the Apple TV remote and it could show it on the screen Um, So there's more they can do there to unify it back together. But for a product that they discontinued in 2019 and, you know, I mean, I was about to say they didn't touch since, but they did actually add the home theater features after it was discontinued. But anyway, um, like apart from that stuff, really, really positive, good product. And I'm chomping at the bit for them to bring out the second generation ones again, reset, put them back in the market. Hopefully they're slightly lower price point. I'd be right there buying them. I think they're great.
0: It was 2021, right? Not 2019, when they discontinued.
1: It was the beginning of the previous year, and we're about to go into the next year. Yeah, I think it it was 21. yeah, that they discontinued. Yeah, yeah, because they only came out in 2018, so they weren't discontinued within one year. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they they outlasted the HumPod, or excuse me, the uh, iPod. Hi-Fi. Hi-Fi, hi, yeah, Hi-Fi. I remember I had a scheduled reminder of, like, this is the day where it's lasted as long as the iPod hi-fi. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I totally agree uh the the things that are kind of you know rumored in, like the R&D department of like experimental products where it's it's an all-in-one solution with the TV maybe or you know there's all, all those different incantations of HomePod. Uh, it's, 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 it's 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 interesting but I uh, also just I mean the core the original product is so good and with i mean even if it just had like this is the new version of that and it's got the 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 s5 chip versus the a8 chip what are we on now for the phones are we on a16 phones is a16 on the pros only yeah yeah, yeah. so that's, that's eight that's eight whole generations away from the say of the art but uh but I, you I, don't need a super fast one no for
1: that, no, no 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 I, what i get scared of is like because it's discontinued they're obviously building the software mainly for the mini and sure, so yeah. every U.S. update, I'm like, is this going to be okay on the big ones? But so far, it's been well, fine. But I always clench my teeth.
0: Back to the home kit architecture thing. Is, is is does that is the big home pod have any effect on that? Is it compatible? You can or...
1: update to six mode and it lets you do it. So cool,
0: cool good, yeah. so, still rocking there then. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I do think in practice that it doesn't series, have thread,
1: remember. That's that's it, a big.
0: Well, no, you just get the new Apple TV for was the price of 150 129 yeah one, 129 oh no you need the thread you need the more expensive one. i
1: forgot about that yeah so that's yeah. 149 yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah which i do have and that's what i've been using but yeah that's like the big black marks compared to the humble mini is slightly slower chip you don't get um thread and you don't get the u1 experience where you do the nicer handoff experience where you can bring the phone close and it has it knows the distance away and stuff like that but that's a minor point
0: yeah the one, one thing that i think i'm experiencing is that the you know saying siri from far away is so good um but i'm I'm picking up on that when i'm like right next to it and i'm just expecting it to be like instantly fast that i've got like a a half second of did that work (laughs) not because it's not going to work because it's just not i don't think it's as fast at responding as the um, HomePod Minis are, yeah. which is just a generational thing. You know, those, those are newer than the HomePod was, and
1: the indicator for the light, like the LED, is slightly harder to see because <laughs> on the HomePod Minis they like light up that entire top bit, but on the OG HomePod, it's only that central section has that little like frosted LED array. So if you're off angle, sometimes you can't tell if the HomePod's actually listening to you or not. Whereas the HomePod Mini is much more universal in terms of where the light's shining. So yeah. there's minor like there's design quibbles. I'm I'm not not saying that it's like a perfect product and. It certainly wasn't perfect because it didn't sell enough to I mean it couldn't survive. But the, the pros way outweigh the cons, at least in my book. We were enthusiasts before it uh, shipped. And we, were the, we were like on the island of, of HomePod <laughs> fans when everybody else just thought it was stupid. Yeah,
0: and, and then we were there when it was out. And then uh, I, I left for a little while when they discontinued them. I was upset about that. and uh, But I'm, I'm back and, and I, uh,
1: I love HomePod. And now you're back. They'll they'll bring out a new model next year. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Go for it. Happy Hour This Week is also brought to you by Charge ASAP. Originating in Sydney, Charge ASAP has been creating highly innovative charging accessories since 2016. They've relied heavily on crowdfunding to get products off the ground and have successfully delivered all of their back products to customers in more than 130 countries. The latest culmination of these efforts is the Zeus 270 Watt GAN charger. This is the world's first Watt charger. The total maximum combined output across all four USB ports hits 270 watts. That's three USB-C ports and one usb USB A port. The USB C ports can hit 140 watt, 100 watt, and 100 watt each. And that 140 watt USB C port is really powerful. It can fast charge a 16 inch MacBook Pro, delivering the same power to the laptop as the bulky MagSafe charger that the laptop comes with in the box. Plus, an integrated OLED panel on the Zeus charger displays real time charging volts and amps of the connected devices. And better yet, the Zeus Charger is really small. Thanks to the gallium nitrate internals, it can be really powerful, but also it's really small. It's great for portability. It even has a two way foldable US prong system. Order the Zeus Charger now through the company's Kickstarter campaign with early bird backing pricing, starting at just $109. The final products are expected to ship in May of 2023 for a retail price of $290. So save $100 by backing it now. Thanks to Charge ASAP for sponsoring the show. Okay, we've got some, uh, I think, what is it, Ross Young news? Ross Young. Is? Yeah, Ross Young. Who's been yeah. a reliable display analyst. So Way to not go, Ross Young. No, just random rumors, to be fair. Yeah. Well, so what's the latest? I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, so he week. says, firstly, that there will be a new MacBook Air um, in the spring of 2023 with a 15.5-inch screen. So a bigger screened MacBook Air, which has been rumored on and off for a while, but he's pinpointing it down in the spring coming up so in a few months time you, if you want to you had to get a macbook air that basically works and looks the same as the current one but it's with a 15 inch screen which is kind of cool and something you've been you know campaigning for for a long time totally compelling yes yep the macbook air is a great product it would be better if you get one with us with a bigger screen and that would always make it look thinner because it'd be a bigger surface area for a thinner for the same thickness of device and you get a bit more battery life hard to say i mean who knows what the price and it'll be but at least from the specs sounds good uh the more revolutionary thing i guess is about the oled stuff so rosh young says that both the ipad pro and the MacBook air will be getting oled displays starting in 2024 so not next year but the year after uh again the oled rumors for like ipads has been on and off there for a while they were talking about like a 10 inch ipad air and all this stuff but um uh, what Rushong is saying now is that Apple is playing new versions of the MacBook Air, the 11 inch iPad Pro, and the 12.9 inch iPad Pro that will all adopt an OLED display technology. So, obviously, right now you can get a mini LED on the MacBook Pro, you don't get any mini LED on the MacBook Air. Uh, the 12.9 inch iPad Pro has mini LED, uh, but the 11 inch does not. And so, OLED would be 100% an upgrade for the MacBook Air, and the 11 inch. And I think arguably an upgrade on the 12.9 inch uh, as well because like the mini LED on the laptop seems a lot better than the mini LED on the iPad Pro just because the the bleed, mm-hmm. the, um, yes. the white bleed around um, where the zones are seems way worse on the iPad than it is on the Mac. It's not perfect on the Mac and on the MacBook Pro and if they did OLED on the MacBook Pro it'd probably be an upgrade there too because uh, like just look at the OLED display on the iPhone it's like perfect. So if you could have that on a bigger canvas it'd be great uh but the ipad pro especially the mini led has a lot of drawbacks it has the vignetting at the edge of the screen and it has the massive backlight bloom and oled would solve both of those problems um and you get a higher the mini led can get higher brightness but like color accuracy and the infinite contrast achieved by every single pixel being lit individually okay. i think clearly outweighs that so i'm kind of excited for this like Maybe that would make me buy an iPad Pro again if it had an OLED screen on it because I like pretty screens.
0: So you're saying that next year, next next spring, so like in a few months, there'll be a 15 and a half inch version of the current MacBook Air, but I should probably wait until 2024 at some point because it will have a the screen that I actually would prefer. My experience with OLED is that I love the screen on my iPhone. I've loved the screen on the Apple Watch since the original and I've, I love OLED televisions. Uh, My experience with the um, mini LED is that I did not love the screen on the large iPad when it went to mini LED. It was better, absolutely better, but not as good as the screen on the iPhone uh, or a TV or a watch. Um, On the Mac side, you know, it's kind of weird to think OLED on the on the air before Pro, but maybe it is the just the, the. the color specs that you get accuracy and all of oled and, and brightness not being what you'd want what you you know you expect on the pro machines and it's just a different differentiating factor and for a consumer who's like doesn't care about the color profiles etc you know brightness is nice but um i i choose oled so I, I, I was in i was looking looking around i'm always trying to find your tv in store so i can look at the picture of it <laughs> uh, but, but i've seen like oh they're also not just the cute d is it a QD OLED. yeah QD oled uh, yeah not just QD oled but like oh this one says that it has mini led and, and like tvs in the stores they all look fine to me <laughs> they all look the same kind of but um i mean I'll, I'll and i don't have experience with it on the macbook pro because i've i haven't owned or even like used more than just for a few you know minutes. One of those screens. Um, I'm so I I just can't. I, I don't have experience there to compare, but uh, probably, I mean I, I imagine it's better than LCD, <laughs> like or, you know, backlit. LA, you know. So looking forward to this. Uh, my MacBook Air. You know, it's, I've got the M2. Love it. It's fantastic. Uh, a bigger version of the same thing. If if there were no rumors of OLED for the, the the following year, then I would just say I'm going to support this product with my money. It should exist. I I love the idea of. I mean, it's basically the iPhone 14 Plus scenario, regardless of how well that sells for an iPhone. But it's it's the idea of you want a bigger screen, but you don't want all the performance. You don't you don't need all the performance. That also makes it require more battery and and bulk. Uh, and so all like. For the longest time, you've needed if you want a bigger screen. You know, you, pre, you used to be able to go up to 17 inches, and it was always in a in a larger, heavier package. But I, I guess it's possible that you could see a 15 inch MacBook Air that's comparable in weight to a 14 inch MacBook Pro because of the differences in, in thickness and and battery and weight and everything, which is
1: good. Sounds cool to me. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. And also this week, there's, uh, there's, there's Apple music now in Tesla. They've, they've had Spotify for a while. They've had, um, the title for a while they've, they've had for Apple music users, they've had Bluetooth connection, (laughs) which is (laughs) primitive to think about and might as well be saying aux cable or something, but, uh, now they have an Apple music app on Tesla system, uh, which is, is, it's a big finally for Tesla drivers who use Apple music. I mean, it's just going to be a better experience, but um, it did occur to me that there are some key differences between how Apple music works on, on CarPlay and, you know, 98% of cars and how Apple music will work on Tesla, which is that on CarPlay, it uses your phone's data connection or even your phone's local storage to stream or play the music on the car. And it's, you know, whatever car you go into with CarPlay, like your phone is the identifier and it's got it's got your library. That's what you just plug it into it. And whatever car with CarPlay, it's right there. With Tesla, it's the Apple Music app on Tesla's OS, basically. And it requires a cellular connection to stream to the Tesla app or to, to the Apple Music app on the Tesla. So it's not equivalent to Apple Music on CarPlay where you plug in your phone and then you control the ui on a, on a car you know driver friendly display it's that you've got a client app on the tesla that requires a data connection which tesla sells as a monthly subscription but you know it doesn't affect me you know i guess i guess chance has one tesla in the family still
1: but it's like and he's been asking this for months and months and months
0: yeah he's- and and he's used spotify i believe just for music in the car because it is a better experience than having to. Full around the phone and Bluetooth, but, and so I think he'll be fine with it. But, you know, just from like a non Tesla driver perspective of like, you know, the 2015 technology was I plug in my phone and I've got a a big screen in the car and then I control, like I can, I can do playback and go through the library, et cetera, use voice control with Siri to play the library because it's my phone. It's like, you know, I'm always gonna have that with me, but so, so it doesn't quite meet my expectations or like what I would find
1: uh like like most practicing. convenient yeah, yeah yeah
0: you know and you gotta I, don't know, ha- I think the
1: convenience of it just being built in is kind of useful and presumably it can like work with voice command and stuff directly it was in. it was i don't know about well, not siri but uh
0: you uh in the, in the days like in the in the times where i was trying to just like you know leave the watch use the watch leave the phone behind for a lot of scenarios for focus you know motivations then then it's like yeah it's great you got you got it built into the phone but it's also because it's a separate app like you know apple music can get some new features or whatever but it the apple music app is going to be its own thing on tesla it's going to require <laughs> ongoing development it's which is you know fine it works out on other places but uh, yeah, and to be fair
1: to apple i feel like they don't they've done, a, they've done a, been a pretty good steward of apple music app on other platforms like they have a fair amount of support platforms and they seem to get most of the features like you know the smart tv apps have the real time lyrics and stuff um, yeah they they keep they keep tabs on it. Uh, one thing I did watch I don't have a Tesla either, but I did watch a video of um, the integration. It was kind of funny. Like it's been wanted for like years, and they were just like, "Here's the Tesla holiday update. Oh, Apple Music's here now." Yeah. Um. The the experience was pretty good. Although one thing that this YouTube video I watched highlighted was that if you'd done Spotify in the car on Tesla, the mini player has like the up next queue for spotify but if you do apple music it doesn't have an up next queue so you can't see what's like coming up in the place and stuff so that feels like a weird feature omission that maybe they can patch in time uh, and also the w atmos is not supported so modern tesla vehicles have what they call immersive audio or at least it's an option you can buy where you get speakers all around um but the apple and obviously apple music has a big catalog of special audio songs with w atmos but right now, the Tesla app for Apple Music does not support the Dolby Atmos stuff. But apparently, it's in the works, but it's it's not available at launch. I love the full list of up next on the carplay It's great because <laughs> <laughs> the only car with Dolby Atmos native Apple Music right now is that Mercedes Benz vehicle. Do you remember that that weird um, press yes. release at the beginning of like November, <laughs> and it was yeah. like Mercedes Benz now with special audio Apple Music. I mean, this just goes back to last week when I was talking, and I, I should really write this write this on
0: the site, but. Uh, that there's fragmentation in what Apple features are supported in which cars like there's that that Mercedes-Benz with Dolby Atmos there's another I think it's a, maybe a Volvo or something that's got Apple Music with lyrics on the screen for the passenger <laughs> it's like a built-in app and there's Tesla uh so and then all the features that have just never been adopted at the same time you know so yep, yep and yep. then you've
1: got the next generation of CarPlay supposedly coming at the end of next year as well Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all all action stations. Finally this week, Happy Hour is brought to you by Security Spy, CCTV video surveillance software for macOS. Get the app at securityspy.com and use promo code HAPPY for 20% off. We all want to feel safe and secure and one of the best ways to get that peace of mind is with video surveillance. Use Security Spy to get set up cameras at home or for your business premises. It's software designed for the Apple ecosystem to create a professional quality video surveillance system with easy setup, no specialist hardware, and no ongoing subscription fees. All you need is some internet connected cameras which connect over Ethernet or Wi-Fi to your Mac that is running the Security Spy software. You can set it to record always on continuously or when triggered by motion. Motion detecting use artificial intelligence to determine when to trigger notifications, virtually eliminating False triggers. Check in your cameras anywhere with remote access. Security Spy does all of its processing and storage locally on your Mac. There's no cloud service involved. That gives you the best possible performance and utmost privacy for your data, and it also avoids having to pay ongoing fees. And you don't even have to dedicate a Mac just for Security Spy. It's a super efficient piece of software, and it can run in the background with very low resource usage, all contained within an intuitive and refined user interface for easy setup. And as a special perk for Happy Hour listeners, use the code HAPPY at checkout for a 20% discount. That's securityspy.com promo code HAPPY for a 20% discount. Thanks to SecuritySpy for sponsoring the show.
0: I mean, as a citizen of the United Kingdom, you did not have SOS satellite functionality in your iPhone as soon as I did as an American. But now you do. Have you used it yet? I,
1: <laughs> I haven't been in emergency, thankfully. Yeah, Demo, though? I did do the demo.
0: Uh-huh,
1: yeah. It's cool. It yeah. worked. All right, you, cool. You can spin around, see the satellite. I I even got a connection because cause, uh, I don't know if you know at the moment, but the UK has been like caked in snow and it's freezing. Uh, So I didn't really want to go outside. So I did it <laughs> in my office Uh, with the window open and that worked too. So I didn't actually have a fully clear view of the sky, but it still found a satellite. I had to spin around. It probably took slightly longer for the demo message to send and receive because I was inside uh but it all worked and I was impressed. I was like, yeah, this is great. It for a for a free feature, you can't you can't complain. Obviously, the big question mark is are they gonna charge for it? Because they keep saying it's free from two years from activation. So the that question is deferred until what, like 2024, 2025 ish. And then it's down to what they're gonna do in terms of pricing. Uh but I don't know what they're gonna do. Because I mean other, other companies charge for satellite features, but they also then offer, like, for more than just emergency situations. Like, the, most of the dedicated devices let like you just send text messages to your friends whenever you want when you're out of range, whereas this is specifically, you know, your contact and emergency services only. So, I don't know what they can do about pricing. Uh, cause it, it, it's, I, I can understand why they want to charge for it because obviously there's a lot of the infrastructure they've paid for. Uh, but at the same time, it feels like something that should be offered for free and maybe just bundled in the price of buying the phone in the first place. And, and we've seen a couple of reports now that, um, people have been saved by this technology and satellites activated and uh they've we've run some stories on mac about that stuff uh, but you can imagine those stories not being so pretty if instead of them saying the iphone 14 contacted emergency services via satellite on this unconscious person's behalf instead they said the iphone 14 refused to contact satellite emergency services because the customer had not paid their subscription so i don't know how they're going to square that circle in terms of like you know the on the apple side in two years but it's a free feature. It's great, but I, yeah. the question mark about paying—like, uh, I don't want to recommend people go out and buy the brand new iPhone fourteen uh, for this SOS thing and then, you know, be lumped with an unknown monthly subscription fee in two years' time. Uh, will Tim Cook still be the CEO in two years? Well, that's a question. He said there's, he there's he last intimated that he wouldn't be the CEO within ten years, so yeah, yeah. clock's yeah. ticking. Yeah, he's just got to get the car out, the headset out, and then he's good to go. And
0: Do you think he's going to wait
1: for the car? Maybe he's got impatient. <laughs> or maybe he's like, look, guys, I want to retire. Just sc- scrap all that autonomous driving functionality. <laughs> we're shipping a car in 2025. No, really.
0: Like, I think that an unshipped car project would be a lot to hand over to the next CEO.
1: Like, cause then- Although, uh, Tim Cook isn't the super product guy anyway, right? Like, so the day-to-day runnings of the car project are probably being run by... Um, the guy jeff williams that guy yeah i, I do so, think
0: though that tim cook has has some ownership over the, this being a thing that's allowed to happen in apple for he, so, he does, so, he does. So, so long
1: but i would say he's got more um at least on the outside more attachment to the ar stuff oh for sure well so, that's easy to talk about too he because... could bow out well, Yeah, obviously it's easy to talk about but he's also like talked about it more as like the future of the company and blah blah blah, blah 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 and all the possibilities for ar and vr and you know um and so i think he could very gracefully bow out once they ship a headset or maybe once they ship the glasses in 2024 i
0: think it would be mm-hmm. terribly uh unsatisfactory for the his his the next ceo to have to go to market with the car that was developed under tim cook
1: you know being CEO. But the ceo would whoever the next ceo is it's going to be someone who is intimately involved with the car project from the beginning right like yeah they're I not gonna be so. some random outsider and any so. any candidate greg Joswiak, jeff williams john turnus they've all been head stewards under the, while the car project's been underway i think the sam time. cook needs
0: to own the successor failure and then he can leave oh he's okay. not le- he's not ever leaving then you've heard <laughs> it first. okay uh, Twitter Blue's back again and that means Apple has a
1: orange, no, was it gold? Is it yellow? Gold. I Although I think it looks yellow to be honest. But, yeah, uh, they have a
0: yellow badge next to their accounts. And if you want a blue badge, you pay more now on the you iPhone. You pay because. $8 on the web, which was n- so, history of Twitter Blue is <laughs> available on the web as a purchase for uh, $3 and then 5 I think. Something like that. And and you could also do it as an in-app purchase for the same price, no difference. Um, I don't know what Android was like, but you could always do the web at least, and then that got your Android access. Uh, and this, in, in like Twitter, Blue, Musk version, it was $8 only through iOS using Apple's Apple ID system as part of the infrastructure for verification. It was like, this is a, not a bot because they have an active Apple ID account and Apple's doing it. And you definitely
1: it. can't. With automatically payments. get Apple ID accounts uh, yeah but
0: then of course the 30% thing became an issue and um, which was always going to be an issue it was just like it just took I guess it just took time to actually come to the surface it was like this now I have to make a decision about it but they did the simple thing like Spotify does or did at least in the past which is um, charge a premium I think YouTube does this for YouTube premium charge a premium for the uh, same service if purchased through the app store than what you can do on the web which is it's, it's not uncommon i mean we've, we've talked about this before where i i've mentioned that you you often will get a better deal on something if it is available outside of the app store and it's worth investigating if that's possible for whatever thing you're about to subscribe to and that's what's happening here is for what is it eight dollars you get twitter blue from the web for eleven dollars you get to use your apple id to subscribe to twitter blue so you know i guess if if you have any perk there for that reason, then then cool. But that's how they're getting. That's how Elon satisfied with thirty percent is that. That's
1: everything. what Tim Cook told him when they walked around Apple Park. He's like, "You can just charge eleven dollars for it. Yeah. <laughs> just raise the price by thirty percent. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you know. So we don't mind. That's all. That's 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 all good. I'm happy. Everyone
1: and everyone. I think he has. Oh, oh, and the other big news. You mm-hmm. managed to change your name.
0: Oh yeah, I was a dot for so long. I was a dot for you know. I mean, the 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 saga was get my account back. A hey, whatever, cool, did that. And then it was can't change my name because it's got legacy verification, and um, it, you know, you, you can't change your username. You haven't been able to change your username without losing verification altogether. You know, for obvious reasons, I guess. But um, your display name was was not in that, and mine was replaced. You know, with a dot, and so I had on my bio, you know, Zach called not a dot twitter won't well, let me change it and then on monday it became possible to change your name if you had legacy twitter blue you, you alerted me about this when i was uh not online and i, I did it so I'm, I'm zach hall again i don't know Bye. if you've
1: seen zach and i apologize if this happens to you but it wasn't it wasn't known at the time i told you you could change your name musk replied to somebody who said oh look everybody's changing their name freely he said those people will eventually have their twitter blue removed don't don't care well twitter verification legacy verification
0: right like legacy I, verification yeah. yeah don't care because supposedly know,
1: like, on the new when you pay the new eight dollars eleven dollars they have a person verify that the name matches somehow so name changes take like a week for people to get approved if you change um, it then you lose the badge for a period for temporarily yeah, yeah. Uh, but even if you do lose the badge sooner uh, he has said in the coming months they're going to remove it for everybody on legacy verification e- e-
0: exactly yeah which i mean I, what I liked about verification, like, practically, professionally, is that... It was cool. <laughs> no. Is that you had a notifications tab that was... Um, I mean, that was for verification. So, if if people uh, followed you or replied to you or liked your tweet, then you would have, you know, all of the notifications or a filter for, for verified. You know, in that case, legacy verified. Um, and then when Twitter Blue became an Elon thing, then that was the whole benefit there went away because it was anyone who could be in your notifications tab was also in your verified tab, to, you know, and everyone got the verific- verified tab. So, um, that, that went away. And and it wasn't even like verification, you know, like narrowing it down to people who verified. It was literally like, practically it was narrowing it down to people who are also in my field of work, like, you know, colleagues, professional colleagues. So, um, that that's what it was functionally. Uh, the, I think that, uh, i i think that having an audience that you've built over time is way more valuable than having the 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 the, the white check mark in a blue circle so you know if, How, if, how's
1: your audience on mastodon or have you not seen this week because
0: i i you know i think that the last time we talked about mastodon i think i had zero followers i don't think we did an update on that on the show uh seeing looking in um in ivory which is Thought was more. Widely. Oh, you're on the
1: Ivory Bay, oh, yeah. I
0: didn't, yeah. I Apparently, no one at 95 Mac but me is like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what's up
1: with that? I don't know. Like, I, I might actually be using Mastodon by now if I, was, if I was on the Ivory Bay.
0: Oh, it's it's 100 the only reason I'm even like engaging. You know, once a day, like, yeah, is I, I look to see like, oh, has anyone at mentioned, and then you know, because there'll be a little dot there, and then okay, what's what's people talking about, and it's the,
1: the, there's not a map beta yet,
0: right? No, 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 no. Just that's a, what I'm waiting for. Just the iPhone and iPad. Yeah. Um, no. Let's see. I've got uh, uh 389 followers, this is a 389 percent increase from before.
1: Well done, well done.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I, I've been i have been enjoying the services like move to don.org where you, you know, if you have your Mastodon URL anywhere in your Twitter bio, it can sync up with that with who you follow, and that's been very useful
1: i should probably um, do that but i don't it looks ugly so i don't want to do it
0: well it's like, it's in your it's in
1: your bio somewhere like, like you know i know but my bio is like precisely written to be fill the character limit and looks pretty and what, i don't want to but i don't want to put bzmao mass and social in there twitter.com
0: mm. bzmao see what this precise bio is <laughs> it's not even long it's you've got i'm, your... I'm pretty
1: sure it, it reaches the character limit that's allowed
0: there's no way i've had way longer bios than what your little two-line thing is ios developer apple blogger available for developer work beep nah eat me at bzmayo.com <laughs> read more on at mayo blog and at 9to5mac.com
1: no, maybe got it can e- be longer
0: yeah definitely like your your email is even like hyperlinked so you know like <laughs> You've got your, you've got your, uh, do you get a little email at that email address for developer work from your Twitter bio?
1: I did get email, yeah. You were born in 1995.
0: Wow. I was was four when you were born, but I turned five (laughs) that year. Huh.
1: Did it say my age on the page? I didn't you know. Well,
0: it just says you're born and
1: I'm just doing math. Um... How do you? I, um, I thought that was private to me. Not gonna lie, I didn't realize it's it showed you my birthday. It, it, it can be private, but yeah. it's
0: you know when people. I don't really the, care, but I just assumed it was. <laughs> well, now the audience knows. Uh, you yeah. know when like the Twitter profile has balloons come up for your birthday on your profile.
1: Yeah, that's why I put it on there because I wanted the balloons. I didn't realize anybody <laughs> on the internet could see the, the exact birthday as well.
0: On my birthday this past year, I didn't have it on my contact for some reason, and I didn't get the um the the watch balloons. And I went back and added it to my contact
1: <laughs> just so I could get it. You anyway, down. I think we've gotten on yeah. on, a, on a tangent there. I'll I'll start I using Mastodon when I can get Ivory on the Mac. Let's put it that way. Well, here's what I <laughs>
0: nice. here's what I've got. Uh, I've got a request. I did this a long time ago, like in 2016, 2018, 20 whatever. Uh, if you, I don't care about Twitter. I, I love Twitter. I don't care about uh, Mastodon followers though. Just it's, it's cool that the things happening there. I love all the engagement. Um, but Instagram, I'm I'm I. I did a thing where like I nuked my Instagram account like almost entirely. It's still my account as it's always been, but like I removed every single follower, and I was planning on just like not using it. And then I thought better of it. I was like, you know, every every platform has problems, and we can't just say no to everything that is is uh, you know <laughs> you you have to affect the change of positivity. Yeah, um, and so anyway, I'm back. I'm using Instagram again um starting from scratch with followers i have more mastodon followers than instagram followers it's matters a lot to me uh so anyone who follows me on instagram which is the same as twitter is at apollo zach uh i will follow you back i did that a few years ago and it worked out no. well yeah so let's do that yeah so uh that's the show <laughs> this is the part where we're in the show so that is, this is it uh if you enjoy the show please subscribe please tell a friend please uh do anything to help us keep going. We love it. Leave a writing
1: it. in iTunes. We love this
0: uh podcast. We love this this job we have. And you can email Benjamin and I together at happy hour at nine to five Mac dot com. You can follow me on Instagram at Apollo A P O L L O Z A C Benjamin You know I, p- I put stories there is what I do. That's what I that's what I do on Instagram. Uh Benjamin you're on Twitter at
1: B Z A Mayo and you can put can... my master on there, is the same name. But I don't use you can
0: it yet. And you can email you for developer work at me at bz.com and uh that's Oh
1: you can email me there for anything, I'll read it.
0: Really? Okay, I'm gonna do yeah. that right now.
1: Right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>